Welcome to the ZillaCast. I'm Chad, and I'm here with uh, Curtis. Curtis. Uh, let's go ahead and start by introducing ourselves a little bit, in case people don't know who we are. Um, I'm I'm the big Godzilla fan of the group. Uh, I've been watching Godzilla since I was a kid. I've always been into the character in the movies. I, I read the comic books. I collect the action figures. I've actually gotten to meet some of the suit actors. I very much live in the world of Godzilla. Where Curtis is more the outside perspective here. So yeah, I'm uh, I'm Curtis. I I grew up with Godzilla as well, but I wasn't as into it as Chad here. Um, I've mostly uh, appreciated as a kid with the little figures that my parents may or may not have bought me. I remember having them. I don't know how I got them. Uh, and then there was just a big gap from the random Godzilla movie I can barely remember as a kid to the 98 version, which apparently some people don't talk about in the Godzilla world. Yeah, uh, we will be watching and reviewing that movie eventually, so we can talk more about 98 then. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I'm just... <laughs> This is mostly just my experience of Godzilla. Uh, I guess we're going to be doing this as a big fan and uh, not as much of a fan. Yeah, it, it would be nice to have a more of a grounded perspective than the, uh, the fan who even loves the campy 70s Godzilla. <laughs> when he's jumping through the air on his tail, which does happen in the movie. The fanboy. The fanboy. So, uh, today we watched Godzilla 54. Well, we watched the American version, which I regretted ten minutes into the movie. But <laughs> we started it, so we finished it. Uh, the American version came out in 1956, where the original Japanese one came out in 1954. The movie was directed by Ishiro Honda, who does go on to direct more Godzilla movies. And the suit actor is Haru Nakajima, who does play Godzilla in multiple Godzilla movies as well. The runtime of the movie is about an hour and 20 minutes. So Godzilla's screen time in the movie was 8 minutes and 54 seconds. <laughs> oh man, we've been having some technical difficulties <laughs> with this uh, podcast so far. But this is our pilot podcast, so we'll, we'll get into it uh, a little bit more. Eight minutes doesn't sound very long. No, it is for more... Like, for like an hour and 20 minute movie. It is more in the uh, the short screen time of Godzilla's appearances. Uh, 51 days to shoot the movie. The Japanese movie. Yeah, because so. of all the splicing in the American version. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure that took longer. Well, it took them two years. Because <laughs> the American one came out in 56. Yeah. And the Japanese one came out. And... But we're still talking just about the 54 yeah. one. So uh, this Godzilla was 50 meters tall, which is on the short end of Godzilla. He does get taller throughout the series. Um, Godzilla. He needs to be more brooding. Yeah. So Godzilla was designed by Tetsu Tashimitsu and uh, Akira Watanabe. Watanabe. Um, so the design of Godzilla, you were saying, uh, his eyes seem oh, yeah, soulless. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, the snaggle teeth, 
that's different. He looked, he looked more uh, feral. 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 Yeah. He yeah. looked. His his eyes were soulless. He didn't have an expression. He just looked like a mindless beast. Yeah. Going around just destroying stuff. So, uh, the first time that they utter Godzilla's name is 17 minutes into the movie. That's when they decided to name Godzilla. Because of a superstitious, primitive... Correct. Yeah. Uh, the first roar was 19 minutes into the movie. And Godzilla first appears 28 minutes into the movie. Which, he shows up pretty soon into the movie compared to other ones. Yeah, I noticed that. I like how... They didn't really beat around the bush. Like, yeah. the main character... Well, at least the main character in the one we just saw. He... He had his doubts mm-hmm. at first. And then... Uh, they didn't... They didn't hold you. They just they just straight up... Boom. He's here. You're wrong. Deal with it. Yeah. There's a dinosaur on this island. And that's... At least in his mind, he's like, Oh, dang. There's a dinosaur. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Um, so, of course, America had to heavily re-edit the movie, uh, to include their, their, uh, golden child, uh, Raymond Burr. Uh, I have heard of this guy. I haven't either. I mean, I know of him because of the Godzilla movies, he just but... looks like the stereotypical... I, the way that they actor. added him into the movie completely changes the tone of the movie. The, well, I, w- I wouldn't know. I yeah, I I mean, I was t- as we were watching it, I was telling you like, oh, this I was mean, yeah. this was different in the Japanese one. This was different. If I wasn't told he was spliced in the movie, I still would have noticed. There's a lot of things you saw, like the actors purposely turning their head to talk to him. Yes. Yeah, so so at every time Raymond Burr is talking to a main cast character, you're only seeing the back of that character's head, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then uh, his isolated close-ups. Yes, where nobody else is in the shot, and even the background looks different. Yeah. So I mean, it was. I I, I think it does change the tone of the movie, which the original tone of the movie was Japan's sort of take as. Um, you know the uh, the Hiroshima bombing was sort of their way of expressing it. Uh, I think that was the way that they were allowed to back then too, because of the the rule under Japan. It was even he- more more censored than it is now in Japan. Censored. But there's, there's a lot of censorship there. Oh, as far as destruction. Uh. And violence. Well, yeah, I guess violence and of course the sex. Oh, you know, they they censor a lot more there than than America does with their movies. Um. So yeah, the Godzilla movie. What do you think? Um. I I mean I. When I was a kid, he kind of sort of felt like i don't know why i thought he was a hero like i kind of treated him like a power ranger he becomes a hero later on yeah 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 yeah. um i don't know i like treated him like a power ranger like he was destroying things to save 
Yes. Stuff. Which is definitely what happens later on in the Godzilla series. Once um, once you start bringing in uh, but this... Monster Zero, uh, King Ghidorah, and uh, Gigan. Well, we, and... Have, we haven't gotten to those guys. No. I don't... I'm just saying yeah. that, that would justify why you felt that way, though. Um, but this version just... It just sounded like... I mean, it just looked like they were trying to depict a mindless, destructive monster that's own purpose is just to destroy things in its way. America. And I mean, America. And yeah, <laughs> I, I, I can see it now. I can see exactly what, what uh, everybody was telling me. Yeah. Um, with the American re-edit, I did notice that it kind of cuts out the whole love triangle between um, uh, Shirazawa, Imako, and o- Ogata. O-G-A-T-A. Yeah, Ogata. I, I didn't see any of that. I just... Those people came out of nowhere. Like, yeah. You, I had no connection so, to those characters at all. Like, uh, at the end there, he died. And I was like, oh, well, he's dead. So, so... I don't know who that is. Ogata, they kind of follow that character more in the Japanese one. He was kind of the, the Raymond Burr, if you will. Mm-hmm. Uh, the father, uh, Dr. Um, uh, Yamani... Yamane. Yamane. I have a hard time with Japanese names. So, he's much more... He's in the movie a lot more than he was in the American version. Really? He, yeah. Yeah. So, he's a paleontologist, and he was kind of... They would... Uh, you know, he was a part of that whole... Like, uh, those councils getting together, trying to figure out what Godzilla was yeah, and what like to do with he, them. That's all... Like, the only part of his... Where he had anything to say was they don't they don't need to kill him. So yeah, so he's in the and movie so a lot more in the Japanese. It feels one. like there was way more of a story behind his character and what his goal was for Godzilla. Other than the one line they don't need to kill Godzilla and then that's it. And then he's just this old guy that for some reason the camera pans to all the time. Yeah. Like for some reason we just we need to see this guy's reaction. But I don't know. So his daughter is Imiko, who is promised to marry Dr. Shirazawa, who is a recluse. He doesn't want people to talk to him. Where I felt like in the American version, they definitely made him a lot more friendly. Like, yeah, yeah, come over for dinner, Steve. (laughs) Steve Martin. (laughs) Yeah, then you notice that when he was on the phone. A, there was, like, a device that was blocking most of him yeah. that wasn't in his laboratory. Yeah. And then it was blo- and then he was purposefully just nodding his head, and you can't see him talk. Yes. So, uh, they did make him much more friendly. But in the, in the movie, he, like, just hangs out in his lab and doesn't want to talk to anyone. Uh... I think I get the gist. Like, I, I get... I actually... The, that, that whole story has been repeated so many times yeah in movies that I'm pretty sure I understand exactly what they were originally in the in the 54 Japanese version was were going to portray yeah um, but if you don't if you if you've never seen a love triangle or if you've never seen a movie in your life you will be super confused at the randomness of these characters. They kind of just throw them in at the end of the movie, too. Yeah. So, so, well, 
we'll get back to that in a minute. So yeah, so Imako is actually in love with o- Ogata and does not want to get married to Shirazawa. Uh, so throughout the entire movie, she's like trying to find a way to break it off with Shirazawa so she can be with the other guy. Um, and then of course Shirazawa dies at the end, which kind of uh makes that choice easy for her, you know. <laughs> Oh, that sucks. She's She's always crying. She is always crying. I mean, there's two two instances where I understand why she was crying, but then there was another instance where they don't tell you what the doctor's doing. I'm guessing he was burning his research. Yes, so... And then she just... (laughs) She looks happy at first. She looks happy. It was just a failure on her part for expression. And then she just cries. And then it pans back to... uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Hollywood. Yeah, Raymond Burr. Raymond Burr. Mr. Uh, Steve Martin. Was Wait, that, was that his, his name? Was Steve? Was the last? I think the last it name was, was Steve Martin. Was that his real name? No, his real name is Raymond Burr. But okay. it, and the character in the but movie. the character in the movie was Steve Martin. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, so I, I guess I should have said at the beginning of this podcast there, there's going to be spoilers. So spoiler alert. Oh. But if you haven't seen this movie in the last 65 years? Yeah. 60, well, 62 years? This isn't a mathematician podcast. This is So, so yeah, if you haven't seen this movie in the last 62 years, podcast. I'm sorry. but uh... So the movie kind of starts off with these boats bursting into flames. They don't know why... Um... You know, they've, they're looking for missing boats. Mm. So, they finally figure out that they need to go to Odo Island and ask the islanders questions. You know, they, they find a survivor and he claims that he saw a monster. And then, of course, they deny it. <laughs> yeah. Well, that guy is obviously... He's just superstitious. Oh, okay. He's just drunk. <laughs> yeah, he, he said he was drunk. So, uh, oh, so once they're on Odo Island, there is the big storm, which is the first time you hear Godzilla's roar. But we did notice that during that storm, for some reason, it was just fine. Why was Raymond Burr even staying in a tent? Why was he not at an inn or like paying somebody to stay with them? They're just like, hey, we're on this island. Let's set up a tent. I mean, obviously we know why he had to deal with it yeah so we know the real reason why but um but story-wise yeah and then it doesn't Let's move just, uh, with the storm <laughs> does godzilla control storms is that did they not see that forecast of storms coming up well it was 54 they i don't know if they had that kind of mm. yeah. storm and and they're on an island uh, a, a primitive island that editing there was an editing failure the at the beginning of the storm it was kicking up wind and everything yeah I'm, i guess it was just timing issue but they were just fine they were just like what's that <laughs> they so casually just waking up their canvas tent you, we're, was we're, just we're talking there. about the american scenes right yes, yes the american scene where they show yes. him in the tent it's just sitting there it's calm in there but you can hear the wind whipping around even though his head was outside of the tent where there was a tree you saw this tree and his perfect hair (laughs) stood still (laughs) and 
they pan over to the village and this wind is just whipping around destroying stuff already and then maybe 30 seconds later it hits hit yeah so i don't know if yeah i don't um so they go to tokyo to try to report what happened try to get some disaster relief to odo island and they go back to odo island and find out that it's radioactive you know he's walking around with and then that's when godzilla first appears 28 minutes into the movie and pretty much he shows up on the other side of a mountain everyone's running and scared and then he just walks into the sea he doesn't really destroy anything during this scene here um he's like yo what's up all right i'm out yeah pretty much so then you know all those those big scientists get together and they're having their meeting and they're basically like it's a dinosaur and the radioactivity from the h-bomb is what brought it back to life we're gonna name him godzilla h-bomb yeah Thanks, America. Thanks, World War Two. Uh, so yeah, and then that's when all the Imako Shirazawa stuff starts to show up, at least in the American one. Mm. Oh yeah, and then the scene was a little sketchy in the American one, but if it had followed the the correct characters, it would have made more sense. But then they go to uh imako in shirazawa where shirazawa is showing her the invention that he's been working on mm. and you know she, and that's sc- where she screams in terror that's where she gets terrified yeah and... they don't show you what it is because yeah. they want you to wait they gotta build it up uh so and then that's when the the father uh yamani says that godzilla doesn't need to be destroyed he needs to be studied so he doesn't agree with what's going on but then godzilla shows well, up to t- oh. they decide to bomb him remember yeah they decide to bomb him they show the boats dropping charges into the water yeah and then that's why he said uh he shouldn't be killed he should be studied yes so then of course that doesn't work godzilla shows up in the tokyo harbor and just starts destroying tokyo uh well first they try to stop him with well no they didn't he didn't go into tokyo he went he was in, yeah he was he in was the harbor the but but then they decided to try to stop him with the electricity the yeah, three hundred thousand well, volts at first no, no no it didn't at first he was just in the bay and he surprised all the celebrators that were on yeah. a random boat and then he disappears and so then they, they go into a panic, they all prepare for everything, and then he pops back out in the same spot it looked like. Yeah. And then they just start shooting at him. He hadn't even moved from that spot <laughs> he was in. He's just hanging out. So yeah, they, they try to stop him with the electricity. And then, yeah, and then the second time he comes around, they he go... immediately walks through that with no... Melts some of the... And then completely destroys Tokyo. Um, that's where our good Raymond Burr got buried, buried, and they had to, uh, rescue him because you can't let him die. And then, uh, for some reason he winds up with bandages on? Yes. So, at the beginning of the movie, 
It's the scene where they're getting him out of the debris, yeah. and he has no bandages. And then when they go back to that scene, and they're getting him out of the debris, all of a sudden he has bandages on. <laughs> he has bandages, and then he... Well, it would have made sense if he went there without bandages, and then they put bandages on him. Yeah. But the weird thing is, is he woke up to see Kimiko. Emiko. Emiko, sorry. Yeah. He woke up to see Emiko. And then when he woke up to see Emiko the first time, he had no bandages. Then he woke up to see Emiko the second time, he was all bandaged up. Yes. And he was still acting like it was the first time they had seen each other since the attack. Yeah. And unless he, while they were bandaging him up, he lost his memory, that part made no sense. <laughs> so so this is the point of the movie where Emiko reveals the oxygen destroyer yeah. to... Uh, Ogata and, and Raymond Burr. Uh, so then they decide to try to convince Shirazawa to use the oxygen destroyer. And he's like, well, I don't want to use this because I don't want people to know it exists because it can be used as a weapon of mass destruction. I don't want that to happen. And they're like, well, Godzilla is a weapon of mass destruction. So you're worried about something that could happen when something is already happening. So they convince him to use it. Uh, and then that's when they go to the boat and find Godzilla underwater. They, both Shirazawa and, um, Ogata dive in with the scuba gear and the, uh, oxygen destroyer, which the way that they explain that it works is that it takes all the oxygen out of the water, which then disintegrates what's around it. So if the the device was going to autofill itself up. And it looked like, and it looked like it was activated by water. Yeah, that, if the, that is. What if it the device like. was just going to fill itself up, why didn't they just drop it? I don't understand why two of them went down there, but I, I could, I could argue that one went down there to make sure that it was near Godzilla. You know, you know, make sure it's in the right spot. Like, oh, there's Godzilla. I'm going to put this right next to his foot, and I'm going to peace out. But uh, the way the movie ends, Shirazawa doesn't make it out in time, which he doesn't want to get out. He, he, it's not that he didn't make it out in time. He didn't he, want he to. He cut his line, and he, uh, and he died. Yeah, he, he didn't want to get out of there. He he wanted to die so that... Because uh, previously... Yeah, so previously, when they're convincing him to use the Oxygen Destroyer, he's like, fine, I'll, we'll use it. And he starts burning all the... Uh, burning his research. His research. And that's when the girl randomly cries. Yes. So then, when, when he basically sacrifices himself to kill Godzilla... I think that girl was secretly working for a government. <laughs> oh. was trying to get those plans from him. Well... Not That's anymore. why she was crying when he was burning the research. Like, it's the yeah. subtext, you know. You gotta, you gotta really read between the lines. <laughs> <laughs> so, then, so yeah. of course the oxygen, oxygen destroyer works and kills Godzilla. It, it, it disintegrates him. Yes, the skin's gone. The bones even disappear. Yeah. I don't understand how that works, but okay. They explained it and. A couple minutes they're like well it takes the oxygen out which then disintegrates stuff usually it's the presence of oxygen that disintegrates things well i'm not a scientist so i don't <laughs> know <laughs> uh so yeah that's pretty much the premise of the movie uh 
in conclusion, you should totally watch the Japanese one and not the American one. The American oh, one... The American one just seems way too... They... Too confusing. The Japanese one is considered a cinematic masterpiece. Hmm. So, like... Well, I'm sure there's a lot of good writing in there, too. Oh, it's a good... There's a lot of... I, I think it's a great movie. 50s cinematography. I'm... But since they skipped over most of what they spent so long writing... The, yeah. The love triangle, the... The, the torn... Grand... Uh, the torn father that's, uh... That has feelings for Godzilla that he needs to be studied. Yeah. So I do regret and apologize that I showed you the American one and not the Japanese one. Out of laziness because I didn't want to read the subtitles. <laughs> but in my defense, it had been a long time since I'd seen the American one that I forgot how terrible it was compared to the Japanese one. Um, I... I got the chance to meet Haro uh, Nakajima, the, the, the suit, suit actor who played the original Godzilla. Uh, he must be old. He is old. He's... Oh, I knew what it was. He's like in his 80s for sure, mm. if not 90s. But uh, I was fortunate enough to sit in a Q&A with him, and I asked him, I said, uh, did you know going into this role that you're going to play such an icon that Godzilla would become such an icon in a pop culture and you know like as big as Godzilla has become over the years and he said no I mean of course not I didn't know he was actually ashamed of the movie originally he didn't you know it, making monster movies was beneath the Japanese actors apparently oh wow so like he was actually like ashamed that he was in the movie and then when the movie got released the lines to get in to see this movie were so long and like all the showings were sold out that's when he was finally like oh we must have done something good <laughs> because you can't even get into the movie like so after after that then he said he was proud to be godzilla <laughs> um is there anything else you wanted to add about this, uh, the Godzilla King of the Monsters starring Raymond Burr <laughs> and not the people that should get the credit? <laughs> no, I, I enjoyed the movie. I, I mean, as much as I can enjoy a, a 50s movie. Yeah. I don't know, uh... Uh, the Japanese one is way better, uh, story-wise. I think you would have enjoyed that one better if I wasn't lazy enough to. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you could just have, like, an hour of Godzilla going through city to city destroying stuff, and I'd be fine with that. There are, I mean, there are movies <laughs> I, like that. Unfortunately, for this podcast, I am a simple-minded man, so the longer you see Godzilla, the more I'm going to like the movie. That's kind of the way I am, too. The and more destruction I see. So after, so you got this one... And then even in the set, well, the second one, uh, An Angerus shows up, but right, so moving, moving on in the Godzilla movies, there are other monsters that you, you're watching. So a Godzilla may only have 10 minutes of screen time, but you just watched 30 minutes of King Ghidorah. You see what I'm saying? So it kind of, stuff kind too. of breaks it up a little bit yeah. when, once you start adding the extra monsters into it. But this, this first one, it was only Godzilla, Godzilla's the only monster in it. So you only get 10 minutes of Godzilla. 
in an hour and 20 minutes. Um, so yeah, so next week we'll be watching Godzilla Raids again, which is the second Godzilla movie. Um, so yeah, we'll do that then. I'm excited. All right. Till next week. I'm Chad. And I'm Curtis. That's a wrap. <laughs>